Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. Uh, it's been a funny week. Uh, I've had reservations about Rishi, uh, even though I've taken advantage of him. Uh, I've got a big thank you to make to Ivor and I had a bit of a throwback moment and it all centred around uh, boiled egg. Uh, that and um, the beginning of the motorhome uh, journey. Um, so let's get let's get started, uh, which means jangly guitar. <laughs> Monday. So I went out for coffee um, today and I went to um, a place called Coffee Boy which is uh, just on the outskirts of Huddersfield and has been somewhere that I've been going off and on for three or four years and it's uh it's an independent coffee store though they are now doing some form of franchise so i guess if it carries on at this rate it won't be classed as an independent but it, it has an ind- a true independent feel about it and the staff are great and it's an old car showroom so they've taken a, a site that probably you know i don't know what would have happened to it and they've turned it into a into a nice space to go and work and and chill out and the coffee's good um and it's a very relaxed kind of atmosphere they're quite happy for you to go and you know for the price of a couple of cups of coffee it's a nice alternative place to you know to work and i've mentioned coffee boy a few times um and um the the determining reason to go wasn't on based on the eat out to help out but at the same time in the back of my head i knew that um you know it would be a very cost effective thing to do and and you know i'm a i'm a true yorkshireman in that respect so you think of it and think right okay well why not uh and you feel like you're helping out um you know the space and what have you and i got there and it was rammed busy um and it's kind of stopped me in my tracks um and made me you know think about whether this 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 eat out to help out scheme really is is the best thing at the moment now this this coffee store is quite big and so you know the distancing inside wasn't you know wasn't too bad and the weather was good enough that you could sit outside as well so whilst it was busy it probably wasn't ridiculous um but it still got me thinking well had I gone for a takeout coffee, if I'd have gone for drive-through, then I wouldn't have the, the you know the deal wouldn't have applied. Um, so I'm kind of being asked to support this place by going and sitting in this place, and uh, you know obviously at some point that that brings about a risk of transmission. Um, we, we're asking people to congregate in spaces in a way that you know only three months ago we were asking people not to do. And for the first time, it made me think that whether, you know, is this scheme and has this scheme, whilst I know it's been successful, and a lot of people have been talking about, you know, eating out on Rishi. But what has been the what has been the response? Will we have a, a you know, will there be any increase in cases? And even if there isn't, has it changed our mindset to the fact that we're more complacent about the things that two or three months ago we were, you know, we were quite concerned about? So it's not. It's not that I fall out with the intent. Um, that's the the intent's fine, and I've got no no problem with that. I, I fall out with whether what we're being uh, asked to do or the mechanics of it actually are just pushing more people into you know into into enclosed spaces with more chance of you know infection and transmission. The other thing, because I I you know I did then think about this was. Um, 
I thought to myself, oh, well, it's everything's half price. So I had a piece of flapjack, and it was a very, very good piece of flapjack. Um, but it was a good piece of flapjack because it was kind of covered in bits of caramel and, and, and chocolate and all manner of things. So it wasn't just your straight-ahead flapjack. It was, it, was, it was flapjack on boost. Um, and I did that because I thought, well, actually, for what I would have paid for a coffee, I can have a coffee and a, a, coffee and a cake. And then I thought to myself, as well, I thought to myself in that moment of guilt after I finished it, um, had that not been the case, would I have gone out for a change of scenery, had a coffee, not had the flapjack? And would that have been better for me? And more importantly, would it have been better for everybody else in the, in the, in the country as well? So the second slight fallout with Rish is, are you just encouraging, encouraging us to eat more or eat the things we shouldn't be eating? Uh, in the name of trying to keep a business going. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know if, if, if that's something they've thought about or not, but it seems to run slightly, you know, at loggerheads with a campaign that's running at the moment um, about obesity and healthy eating and trying to get the nation to lose to lose weight. So, um, absolutely appreciate the intent, Rish. Apologies for being a bit of a downer, but I don't know. I just had second thoughts this week. Tuesday. This really is a Monday thing, not a Tuesday thing. In fact, I think it's a weekend thing. I'll have to check my dates to be 100% sure. But um, but it falls into the things I've been thinking about anyway today. Um, and really, it's a, it's, a, it's a thank you to Ivor because I've picked up my second Patreon backer. So after the surprise of, of, of picking up my first Patreon backer uh, last week for for something that I don't really push and as I said in last week's episode is just something that I set up because I was trying to understand how the platform worked um, but then did say last week but if anybody wants to throw money in my direction I'm not going to I'm not going to refuse it um, it, it happened again so um, a chap called Ivor who I've got to know um, through um, the Corona Diaries podcast again and he's a big Marillion fan and we've we've been chatting a little bit on uh, on Facebook um, he's um, he's um, pitched in and, and, and offered me some support and do you know what um, it's a beautiful thing so I kind of feel the need to say uh, thanks to Ivor um, for for showing some support, um, and I now really have to start thinking about what I'm going to do um, for the, for people who have shown this this bit of support, uh, and and obviously try and you know work that little bit harder. Um, but it was it was a nice moment, and when that message popped in, it was a really it was a really you know uh, a, a warm and, and lovely thing to you know to, to to get when that that email dropped that email dropped in. Wednesday. You may remember, um, if you're up to date with the podcast, that um, I suppose if you listen to this, you must be up to date. So what a ridiculous thing to say. But you may remember that a couple of weeks I put out a piece of audio uh, by a guy called Christian Payne who uh, goes out under the um, uh, the the, uh, the name of Documentally. And uh, it was a it was a piece of audio that he recorded while he was on holiday in Cornwall in a place called Mervagissi, and he very kindly let me put it out because it was relatively similar in terms of tone and in terms of format to a therapy for me episode, but it was just so beautifully 
recorded uh, on location that I really you know wanted to share it and the the audio had had a real a real impact on me um and it got me thinking this week about soundscapes I was explaining it to to a friend um um morning Dave if you're listening um and um he uh I, I pointed him in the direction and said you must listen to if you don't listen to anything else if you're a bit you know he, he was a bit behind if you don't listen to everything else just just listen to that because it's really really good and I've now made the, I made the decision that I'm going to try and incorporate some soundscapes into next week's episode. So, um, you're aware that, uh, and I've mentioned that, uh, we're, we're going away in a motorhome, that we've booked this motorhome, which would be quite an adventure because the, the holiday we were, we were due to have the, the holiday to Spain got cancelled. And so, um, I, I thought I'll take the opportunity to maybe try and record some of the audio, um, because I won't be in the normal space. And I've recorded ev- virtually every single episode has been recorded. Well, every episode has been recorded in the house and virtually every episode has been recorded in my office. So um, I take the opportunity as I'm out and about and away for the house for the for the first time since the, the turn of the year um, to, to maybe go out on location. Now, now, obviously, we're going to the East Coast. We're going to sort of spend some time up in near, near Thorntonydale and, uh, and Scarborough. So... That's going to involve an enormous amount of wind, obviously. Um, and that might, might work or might not work because I don't have the, the, you know, the, uh, the technical skill that Christian has for, for getting the balance of these things, you know, as, as, as beautiful as, as he did. But I'm going to give it a go. Uh, and I'm going to see if it's, it, if it's evocative of, uh, of, of the time that we're having and, and where we are and whether it actually changes the mood or the content, uh, at all. So having thought quite a bit, um, about about soundscapes and and how and how much that one from Christian's you know affected me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into I'm gonna put it into into action and see if I can't make it see if I can't make it it work. Um, I don't really know what else to to put in because it's it's far enough away that it seems like a good idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and I might absolutely radically change my mind when I find myself you know, on a cliff top in Scarborough in a howling gale, struggling to actually, you know, make myself heard and, and, and literally soaking wet through. But the intent is there. So um what you hear next week may well be um, you know, more of a, a, a diary and a journal to, to to what I got up to and what we got up to. Um with the with the sound effects to boot. <laughs> My wife and I went out today, um, and we went to Sheffield. And we went, uh, we uh, needed to go to uh, John Lewis um, and Marks and Spencers. And we said, right, okay, well, you know, let's not go, to, let's not go to Meadow Hall, let's not go to the shopping centre, let's 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 go to the city. Um, and it and it meant we could meet up and have a you know a coffee with my dad, um, and um, and just have a little bit of a walk around and see see where Sheffield was at and uh, I'd, I'd spoken to somebody earlier in the week who'd said that um, she'd been to, to Sheffield a few times and it was deserted uh, and compared with Huddersfield you know Huddersfield's a decent sized town and I've been to Huddersfield a few times and you know and it's and it's it's not back to where it was but it's certainly not quiet and um, certainly not these images you see of places like London which are, which which look fairly deserted 
Um, and so, you know, and she'd said that Sheffield was actually really quiet in comparison to, to, to Huddersfield. It was, uh, it was really quiet. And I'd heard a lot of anecdotal data, um, that, that the towns were, were, were coping better than the cities. Uh, and that probably has something to do with the number of people who work in, in cities who aren't, who are now working from home. So all the, all the office, uh, community and the office economy is, is, is just, as, as, as just, you know, not resumed. Um, and we were in Sheffield and it was very, very, very quiet. Um, and we did the couple of things that we were going to do and we had a coffee and we were in approximately two hours, which, which, you know, for a normal run for us, that wouldn't be, that, that wouldn't be a, you know, a visit to Sheffield. We would go for three, four, five hours. So clearly our, our habits have changed and are continuing to have changed and we're now you know, going and doing things that we want to do, uh, or rather going and do the things that we need to do rather than just going to spend recreational time in somewhere like that. Um, and what we didn't do was have anything to eat in the city itself. We, we said we, we, we'd got a couple of other jobs to do that involved places on the outskirts uh, and on the way home. So we'd grab a sandwich, uh, we'd grab a sandwich on the way back. And I remembered there was a place, uh, called, um, Lily's Bakery which is on the way out of Sheffield towards uh, Hillsborough. Uh, so it's towards the Sheffield Wednesday Stadium. And it's on the side of the road, on the side of a busy, uh, you know, arterial road. Um, but they have a car park behind and you can pop in. And it's a very, very traditional bakery. Um, and they do uh, hot uh, pork sandwiches, which is a, a sort of Sheffield speciality. And every, all the sandwiches are freshly made. And it's sort of very traditional in terms of its, um, in terms of the things it offers. So there's lots of treacle tart and jam tarts and melting moments and the, the, the kind of cakes that you would expect from a more bygone, a, a, a bygone sounds terrible. Isn't it? Just, 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 you know, from, from an earlier time, the kind of things I remember far more being what a bakery was all about when I was a, a kid rather than say that the things that are more, more sort of, um, you'd get in a, an artisan bakery now. Um, and you know, you went in and there was a great chalkboard with the sandwiches on and we both ordered a, a, a sandwich. Um, and we were both asked, do we want salad? And I, and you both said yes. So we both had this, this, this sandwich, fresh made sandwich, uh, with salad in it. And we got out and there was a little bench outside in the, in this big car park they've got. And we sat in the, the, the bench and we sat and we ate, we ate our sandwiches. And both of us at the same time were struck by the fact that the salad in our sandwiches was kind of the salad we remember from sandwich shops when we were younger. So it was tomato and it was cucumber and it was grated carrot and it was um, boiled egg. And boiled egg, I always remember, was part of a salad sandwich and now doesn't seem to be in quite the same way. And it was a real throwback moment. It was a real taste throwback. And there used to be a shop at, um, in uh, Retford where I grew up called Coupland's. And a Coupland's salad sandwich would always have egg in it. And it took me right back to having a Coupland's salad sandwich when I was sort of, you know, at school and going down. We used to walk down into into town and, and get a sandwich and, 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 and go back when we were at high school. And so it, it kind of it kind of took me all the way back to that moment and everything about it stemmed from from the boiled egg in the sandwich. Now if you said to me, did I want boiled egg? I probably would have said no. I probably would have forgotten that moment and just said no, I don't I don't want boiled egg in my sandwich. But because 
I was asked for salad and, and that's what I got, then I found I really, really enjoyed it and it really, really took me all the way back. So thanks, Lily's Sandwiches. If you find yourself driving through Sheffield towards Hillsborough, call in because it is, it is a, it's a wonderful place. Um, and it, and it, and it just, you know, whisked me right back to Couplands in Retford, um, which would be the mid to late eighties, uh, and an egg in my salad in my sandwich. <laughs> Friday. So the moment arrived and uh, I collected the motor home uh, from the fabulous people of Peter Roberts in uh, in in Holney where we live, and uh, and we have done the journey and we are now out. Um, we're now out uh, at a campsite uh, uh, called the Vale of Pickering, which is um, which is near Thorntonadale, and. Uh, and it was a proper adventure. This thing is huge. This thing is massive. And, and the thing about it isn't necessarily the width, which is, you know, which is, you know, quite, you, you, you get yourself, you're accustomed to that when you drive something like a van or something quite quickly. It's the height. It's how big the thing is. It's actually, it's the paranoia of going under bridges, even on the motorway, because you look up and there seems to be double the amount of vehicle that there was you know, I mean, I'm used to being in the car and looking up and effectively my head virtually touching the ceiling anyway. And I looked up and there was just sort of this, 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 you know, cavernous space above me. Um, uh, you know, that plus the fact that, um, the boys sat in, in, so the seat belts in the chairs in the back of the camper van. So the chairs that would normally form part of the seating area for meals and what have you, the seat belts on them. So they sat in, you know, back within the body of the van. Um, and I, and I moved the mirror so I could see them because there's no, there's no back window anyway. So there's, the mirror is kind of useless. Uh, and they just seemed just a distance away. You know, the conversation was a distance away. The normal experience of having the kids in the car was just totally different because they're just so far, they're so far away. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's weird because you're driving along at 50 miles an hour on the motorway thinking like it's 80 because you're driving this big thing. It's quite susceptible to the wind. So, and it was quite windy when we were driving. So, you know, you found yourself on the motorway being pushed around and buffed around a bit, which is something you just completely forgotten being used to driving around in the car. And I think it's exacerbated by the shape. Um, and the fact that technically, you know, it's, it's, it's heavy, but it, I don't, it wouldn't be heavy like driving a van that had a full, a full load in it. So, um, but it's, but it's great. And the more the journey went on, you know, the more, the more you get used to it and the more actually, you know, you quite in, enjoy the, and, and it was brilliant to, to, to arrive at the campsite and just reverse it onto the spot and, you know, plug the power in and, and just be there and be sorted and, and settled. So um, I'm sure we're going to be in for a fantastic, uh, you know, week or so, uh, and and it's and it does feel like a whole new chapter now. How that will feel in a few days' time, I don't know, um, but for the time being, it's 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 really, you know, it's really quite exciting, and it's been uh, and it's been a good a good first step, and we've, you know, we've arrived at our at our location with no with no major hiccups or you know, or challenges or, um, you know, dramas. Um, 
I'm I'm actually recording this on on Saturday morning. Uh, we've actually we've we, we've slept. We've had that. We've we've slept in it for the first night. We ran, I ran out of time last night, so we slept. Uh, and 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 the bed the bed drops down from the ceiling, which is a kind of a strange experience. And I've kind of slept a little bit on tenter hooks because it's a long way down to fall. Um, and so that'll take a bit of getting used to. I mean, I've not fallen out of a bed for you know 25 years but it'll still take a little bit of getting used to um so um and and the strange thing is um my my brother-in-law um and his family are staying here as well and they're at the campsite as well uh, the first one we're staying at and he just walked past with the dog as i'm recording this little section of uh of of you know of 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 therapy for me so um so so to have my brother-in-law and and his dog ted wander past while i do this seemed a bit strange because he looked at me and i'm talking away to myself and he probably thought i was bonkers but then i've worked out what i'm doing um so yes, we are we are here. We'll see what the rest of the week brings. Uh, I hope everybody out there as well. I hope you're all well. Um, big thanks again to to Ivor for his patronage, uh, and of course, if you, anybody else fancies doing it and wants to support this thing, you're more than welcome. Um, and in the meantime, um, take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production